0: Hello friends, my name is Paige Harmon and this is my podcast, Inexperienced at Life. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I think today you're in for a treat because normally I don't do this on the podcast. My podcast is not known for true crime, but... I've been thinking about doing this for a while just because I have lived in my lifetime next to two pretty famous true crimes here in Wyoming and one of them happened a year after I moved to this little town called Shoshone and the other one um, happened years before but I didn't live that far from the guy who did the true crimes, like the guy that committed all the crimes. So. You're in for a treat. I also have on the show with me my hubby.
1: Well, hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> hello. I'm back
1: again. He's I back. <laughs>
0: He's back again. Baby's back, 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 back again. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, you love true crime, don't you?
1: I do. I watch a lot of true crime. I read a lot of true crime. And it's one of my guilty pleasures, if it you would.
0: It is. It is. I've told you once or twice, like, hey, maybe you should start a true crime podcast.
1: Yeah, you've told me that, but still haven't done it. I know,
0: but you're joining me on this one, though. I am. This will
1: be my very first.
0: <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Yeah, should be I'm really glad good.
1: that you thought of me to be on here for a true crime.
0: I know. I, I think it'll be good. It will. So there's two different crimes. Um... I'm explaining to you listeners kind of how we're going to go about this. There's two different crimes in a couple different parts. So I took a crime and my husband took a crime. And I'm going to do my crime first. And just kind of talk about the background, what happened. And then the next time we'll listen to Clay and his podcast and what happened. And then probably our third segment we will make, we'll figure out like what we think happened in one of the main crimes, because one of the main crimes is unsolved. So, with that being said, I know I want to start off first before I dive into my true crime is that this podcast is not a true crime podcast, but I thought, I thought it would be really cool to share, like, what happened, because I don't know many people who have lived next to two, two true crimes, and I have, and I mean, there's probably people out there, but anyway... I do know that everybody loves true crime, but sometimes I think it gets a little too too I don't know, they get too much like in the spotlight, I guess if that makes sense. I would
1: say they get too Holly Hollywood eyes. Yeah. Where we still have to be considerate because that is somebody's family member, someone's father, brother. Exactly, like, we,
0: and that's what I was gonna go into, is that we need to, like, disclaimer, pretty much, like, I get it, I love true crime as well, it's, it's enjoyable, but those people never got to see their person come back home, and that person never got to come home, and so we do this out of love and respect to all parties that were involved with, like, that person who never got to come home, or, you know what I mean, and so they're real people, and they deserve the respect that they need. So with that being said, let's dive in. So my true crime is based in the little town of Lander, Wyoming. So when I, when my family moved to Shoshone, it was in 98 and this true crime happened in July 20, July 24th, 1997. So it was a year after this over a year after it happened is when we moved. And Lander is located about 47 miles southwest of Shoshone. So it's about an hour drive. And if anybody's been up there, it's located in the Shoshone National Forest. And Lander is also known for Sinks Canyon, which is really cool. If none of you have been there before, it's a pretty cool place to visit. So with that being said, um, I'm going to talk about Amy Bechtel. Or Amy Rowe Bechtel was her maiden name. And she disappeared July 24th, 1997, like I said earlier, in Lander, Wyoming. And Amy was big into long-distance running. And she met her husband at the University of Wyoming, I believe. And she's originally from California. I think she was from Santa Barbara. And... They, She was actually running long distance there at the University of Wyoming. Um, and she was actually planning on training and running for the 2000 Olympics. Like she was really good at long distance running. And she was very much in shape. And her and her husband were very outdoorsy, physical people. So the morning of her disappearance, she um, had some stuff planned already like to run some errands. And she also taught a youth weightlifting class that morning. And then she was planning on going on a run later. And her husband that day decided that he was going to go mountain climbing, I believe, up in the Dubois area. Which um, Dubois is about um, 75, 75 miles northwest of Lander, which is about an hour and 10 minutes. And he was planning on... Um, rock climbing a couple of areas with a really good friend. So I'm not exactly sure when he left the house that day and when Amy did too, but I know that they were both, um, I know Amy was in town when, um, her husband was not, but around 2.30 PM she stopped at a photo store and then she also stopped after that at a gallery store where she talked to a witness that saw her that day and was believed to be the last person who saw her, um, named Greg Wagner. And um, she talked to him for a little bit, and then after that she drove up to Shoshone National Forest near what was called Loop Road, where she was going to go and run uh, for this upcoming 10K that she was planning on running. And... um, it's located kind of near where you go to Sinks Canyon, so it's very. If you've, ever been, if you've ever been up there, it's very foresty, um, a very windy. At the time, I think I don't know if it's still dirt road up there. Some of it's paved, some of it's not, if I remember correctly. But she, I believe, was running more on a very well traveled dirt road. Um. There was also an eyewitness that said that they stated while driving on loop road that they that day they saw a woman running in the description that matched Amy and what she was wearing that day. So like I said, the guy at the gallery store was supposedly the last guy to see Amy.
1: The last confirmed sighting of
0: her so this is kind of like going backwards where like she's not really missing but she is, but these are the last couple of people who witnesses who remember possibly seeing a woman of her description at around 4:30 that afternoon Steve her husband returned home and from rock climbing and noticed that Amy still wasn't home yet and he wasn't too overly concerned and there was so the internet has like a lot of stories behind this so I don't know what's 100% true 100% not so this is kind of based off of what i've read collectively overall and so um he called a couple of neighbors and asked a couple of friends to see like if they've seen amy lately if like if they knew where she was and wasn't in a panic
1: because it was pretty common for her to be running most of the time yeah
0: Mm -hmm. being out of the house and doing their own thing and it was well, and then back then too, in 97, they didn't have cell phones. So yeah. it was kind of just like on word of mouth, which I feel like nowadays people are like, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know how to do anything without a cell phone, but we did it. <laughs> we did it, people <laughs> promise. So he actually waited several hours to see if she would come home. And I think during that time, I think he called a couple more people. And then finally he decided to report her missing at 1030 that night. She had not come home and didn't know where she was. And so police and volunteers started looking for Amy that night. And they kind of retraced her steps and asked a bunch of people, like, asked Steve what her agenda was that day. And then from there kind of followed, I guess, her tentative steps that day. And by 1 a.m. they found her car A white Toyota Tercel that was parked at the Burnt Gulch Turnout. Both her wallet and her keys... Some some stories say that her wallet was there, some say it was missing. But they say her keys were there and then a to-do list was in the vehicle. Still in the vehicle when they found it. And then by 3am the search definitely heightened. Like they had a bunch of people get involved. By law enforcement, Steve was involved. The couple's families and friends were involved. Several days into the search, the police were getting roughly about a 1,000 calls a day for tips and potential leads for Amy um, and about her disappearance. And so I could only imagine being an investigator and law enforcement trying to find this missing woman and having to kind of vet through leads and stuff because really how are you supposed to know what's true and what's not
1: especially with a thousand calls coming in a day like that would be hard to figure out which ones were credible and which ones were not yeah
0: and it's unfortunately it's like who do you believe who do you don't be, who like you, you don't believe and
1: you would like to believe every single one of them but especially in a town the size of Lander you don't have the the manpower for that
0: no you don't not for a rural little wyoming town
1: not to follow up on every single report that was filed yeah no
0: they also searched um the surrounding lakes and like abandoned mines up in that area that they thought that she disappeared in to see if she had possibly Was her body was there or disposed there? Maybe she got
1: curious and went and looked in one of the mines. Yeah, something or the lake.
0: Yeah, something. So, but at first, investigators really believed that she got she was succumbed to the elements, possibly like took a trail or ran off the road and either hurt herself or like was out too late and. Didn't have the proper clothing. And so she just died of the elements. Or they really think that an animal got her. Whether it was a bear, a mountain lion. Um, something got her while running.
1: Which up in that area is not...
0: Uncommon. Uncommon. Yeah, no, it's not. But I feel like... For her... She... knew. I feel like she knew the area pretty well. And... um That she would, she was running on the road is what the last people uh, said, an eyewitness said that they saw a woman running on the road. That's, I'm not saying that an animal still can't get you on the road, but I'm thinking like if something were to happen to her, don't you think that there would be some sort of evidence to show that she was nearby on the road or I don't know, you know, weirder things have happened, but many believed that her husband had something to do with her disappearance. And so, with that, um they pretty much, they vetted him and they talked to him and a lot of that stuff. So, um should I get into what they talked to her, the husband about? Do you think I should? Yeah, I think... She- We'll dive into that a little bit, okay. And then we can speculate later at another time, okay. All right. So, with that, investigators questioned Steve Steve about Amy and asked, like, to search the home because, for obvious reasons, like they needed to get evidence and understand what they were dealing with, and also, unfortunately, if a spouse did the crime or not, you're Usually the first suspect, right? Yeah,
1: they either need the evidence to prove that you did or did not do it. And unfortunately, the only way to do that is either have an alibi or let them search the home so that you can prove to them that you are innocent.
0: Yeah, so they searched the home and while they were there, they uncovered journals and some papers that were written that had, I guess, some disturbing, violent lyrics and poems and entries and some of them were towards his wife Amy. And there was also um, Amy's brother who lived in the area. I can't remember his name, but he said that one time they all got together and Amy had a bruise on her arm and he mentioned that to her and Amy was joking that Steve can get a little rough. And so her brother didn't really know how to read into that whether it was playful or you know sexual or whatever but or if it was actual physical violence Right. however for the most part their family and friends knew him to have a pretty good relationship i mean as with any relationship you're gonna have your ups and downs but overall it they were pretty happy and pretty steady and well on um so Steve was questioned obviously about the journal entries and the poems and the lyrics and stuff and he stated that they were nothing and um that the lyrics were for a band that he was a part of and he felt like that they didn't really have anything to do with her disappearance and so the detectives questioned Steve on August 1st they took they brought him in and they talked to him and they basically accused him of killing Amy and then eventually that turned out to be false because they accused him on false information and it was a false accusation. So Steve lawyered up obviously. And, um, at the time his attorney highly advised and counseled him, Steve, that he shouldn't take a polygraph because it's kind of hit or miss with polygraph tests. Um, and his attorney said that they're usually not very reliable and um, that they can convict him of that. And so he denied it. He denied the polygraph test, and a lot of people were upset. the whole This whole town was upset because you can only imagine some young woman going missing, you know. Well,
1: and I just look at it from a husband's standpoint. If, if that were to happen to you and you went missing... And police asked to search the house, of course I'm going to let them. Right. But then if they come back and they're like, you did it. You killed her. You need to talk to us.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm lawy- lawyering up right away as well. And I would be devastated that I am pointed as the lead suspect for somebody, for my wife going missing that I love dearly. Yeah. So in that situation, like, I, I understand where he's coming from. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a polygraph either because that is
0: self-incriminating me. Exactly. Well, he was very cooperative with law enforcement during the entire thing. Up until that point, when they brought him in and that they were like, we are trying to get something out of him. Which he had in all of his rights to get an attorney. And to, quote-unquote, not cooperate after that point. And I agree with you. That's pretty much self-incriminating right there. Because why why would you sit there and say, yeah, I killed her in order to help with the investigation when you really didn't?
1: Well, a polygraph isn't allowed. It's not permissible in court anyways. Right. So all it's doing is harming yourself. So there's right. no reason to bother Taking a polygraph.
0: Well, and his lawyer probably knew that too. Like, since it's not permissible in court, like, why do we even need to get into that? Where this is just more fuel for the fire and especially for PR and the news and everything.
1: And they're not permissible in court because they're not reliable enough. Yeah. There have been people who have been in totally different state who have
0: confessed
1: and said that they committed a crime and... The polygraph says it's true, but their alibi shows different. That's why they can't use it. So why take one?
0: Right. Well, and the police stated that they wanted to question him, but he wasn't a central suspect. But they wanted to clear him of any suspicion. And his alibi, if you remember, he was gone all day with his friend rock climbing and so you have a friend that is saying that he was with him but a lot of people think that he lied and possibly had the friend help him follow amy and then take her and then you know have her quote unquote disappear right so and then so part of the whole thousand calls a day tips and leads coming in a police got this statement from this woman well, I should say information from a woman that stated that she saw who, somebody who looked like Amy in a truck that looked like Steve's hauling butt down Loop Road where she was running and um, but nothing more came of that because the woman couldn't exactly her facts changed a lot so.
1: She wasn't a reliable
0: witness. No, so she couldn't remember exactly what the woman was wearing. She said that they were driving really fast. She wasn't sure of the color of the truck because the color of the truck changed. Like, I think it was blue. I think it was red. Um, I can't remember if there was a man driving or not. Um, So police went ahead and somehow the FBI, I don't know if the FBI got involved or if they requested the FBI to give them information from a satellite image from NASA of the area that Amy was taken to see if they could get anything from that at all. So, um, but nothing came from the image. So, fast forward to 2003, several years later after Amy's disappearance, um, somebody found a Timex Iron Man watch that was found by a hiker like a I think it was a local doctor who found it there in Lander who was on a hike near the Popesiah River which was believed to be Amy's but law enforcement they were unable to determine if it was hers or not like there was just no way and then Steve obviously he he uh, he got pretty much ran out of that town if you could imagine so his wife went missing they're trying to find her he's been The police are hounding him. Everybody's hounding him. So, I believe he moved away. And I think he eventually got remarried. But in 2004, Steve declared Amy legally dead. And so... um, But she's still been... She still has been missing ever since. So, I think this last year was 25 years she's been missing. So, um, yeah. So, speculation is either... An animal killed Amy, either a cougar, mountain, or mountain lion, mountain lion, cougar, whatever, <laughs> some kitty, <laughs> oh, or like a wolf or a bear or some sort of predator animal got her. Either Amy fell or hurt and hurt herself to the point that she couldn't get help and she died of exposure. Some people think that she fell into the sinks and drowned and they are unable to recover her body. And then some think that Amy's husband's killed Amy husband killed her, not husband's husband, killed her. And then our next episode we think that maybe another guy killed her that Clay's gonna cover next week. So, anything else to share, Clay?
1: I don't believe so. Okay. I- it would just be a really tough situation if that's if I was in that situation and I feel for both of the families on Amy's side and on Steve's side
0: yeah that goes back to what we were saying earlier with just like there's people involved and there's these are real people and it's not just some crazy story that we all get wrapped up in and it's like oh you know so yeah it's not but Yeah, you guys will just have to tune in next time to see what we think about what happened to Amy. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you later.